0: Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. Hallelujah. An atmosphere of encouragement. If you have maybe missed the last uh, few months, we've been really hitting hard, and I felt uh, directed so in, in, in prayer. We've been really hitting hard on culture as a church, um, and part of culture is 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 the climate or the atmosphere. And so, everything that we are doing, we are making preparations so that what God is wanting to do, we've got the right atmosphere and environment for God to do it. And uh, the right culture is necessary for a revival. We've talked about it uh, in the last little bit that we don't just want to have a fleeting revival. Amen. We want to work on the one area that really most churches struggle with, and that's the word retention. And uh, part of retention goes into the culture of the church. And if the culture is off, retention will be off. If the culture is off or the atmosphere is off, retention will be off. And so we've really been stepping into this, and, uh, and, and I felt tonight that uh, I'm going to teach for a minute, uh, but with Thanksgiving and all of that coming up, we're going to have some testimonies tonight. Amen. But uh, I, want to, I want to set this in motion, and I do feel like we have a very encouraging atmosphere uh, in this church. Amen. Would you agree with that? Hallelujah. The intention, though, is to continue and to perpetuate that environment. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. I'm going to be reading, uh, utilizing the ESV, so it might look a little different than it will here on the screen, um, simply uh, just for understanding. Amen. But it's the same meaning as it's right there. 1 uh, Thessalonians 5 and 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So what is Paul saying? He's not rebuking them and saying that you guys are just not building up one another, and that's not what I'm coming to do here tonight. I'm gonna to do what Paul did. He says that I want you to encourage one another and build one another up just as you've been doing. Sometimes preachers and, and teachers and, and pastors, uh, we've got to come by and 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 adjust the church to get them back on track. Uh, that, that happens, and uh, those, are, those are powerful moments in time and moments in service. But there are more times that often it is to encourage the body to keep doing what it's doing. Hallelujah. Every so often, your natural body will get sick, and you've got you've to sleep, you've got to take antibiotics, whatever you've got to do to try to get it back on track. But most of the time and most of your life will be spent uh, giving it the right nutrients, And that's what we're doing here today. Uh, He said, encourage one another, build one another up. We're going to skip over three verses to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 14. And he's going to give a little more understanding here of what he wants them to continue uh, continue to do uh, and and how he wants them to encourage and build one another up or admonish them. Uh, He said, and we urge you, brothers, uh, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient. With them all, I think that could preach to every last one of us. Amen. Anybody ever found themselves in a position of impatience? I know that uh, it's it's really uh, a gift of the spirit to be patient. (laughs) Hallelujah. Uh, You got to drive down to work, and everybody's just driving about 30 miles under the speed limit. You've got to learn patience. But there is, uh, uh, and there is something that the apostle is trying to say. He's not saying be patient with everybody that's on the same level as you. Be be patient with everybody that's got it together. But he's saying you've got to be patient, you've got to admonish, and you've got to encourage those that are not on the same level as you, those that are idle. Amen. Those that are not moving forward, they're kind of stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck? Well, there's got to be an atmosphere of encouragement in the church for all those that are stuck. For those that are are, are are faint-hearted, they've started to, their heart has begun to fail, if you will. He's saying that you've got to encourage them. You've got to have a word of encouragement. You don't, I, I want to tell you, there's a whole culture in our world that has the mentality of kick them while they're down. If they fall, we just say, man, they deserved it. I saw that one coming. And you know, they'll, they'll phrase, I told you so. There ain't no I told you so in the church. Because... People will fall. People will fail. People will mess up. But guess what? We've got a word of encouragement for you. Hallelujah. Encouraging one another in the church is is not only uh, something that is, is going to be beneficial to the church's growth, but it's also a necessity of the church's survival. Amen. We've got to be those that always have a word of encouragement. Somebody said, well, uh, I got the gift of criticism. (laughs) Criticism is not a gift of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm going to help somebody tonight. A sharp tongue is not a gift of the Spirit. Hey, hallelujah. I know. Trust me, I'm as quick-witted as they come. And I, sometimes I want to let that quick wit out and let that sharp tongue fly. But that's not always the will of God. Often uh, it's the reserve. It's the, it's the long-suffering. It's the patience. Amen. It's, it's finding, you know, there's always somebody. You, you better mark it down. There will always be somebody that can tell you all the problems. But if that is the, if that is the status quo of, of the church, of, of, of the if we were to take an entire poll, if everybody stayed on that level, I'm telling you, the church would go down, 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 down. The status quo of the church is not criticism. There might be times where people criticize. It's going to happen. Amen. Welcome to the real world. People might criticize you. Amen. They, they might criticize everything you do, whether it's good, bad. You're going to get criticism one way or another. But what needs to be the status quo of the church is not criticism, but encouragement. It is saying, hey, you may not have everything together, but let me help you. Oh, hallelujah. You know, it's easy to criticize if you have no investment. It's easy to criticize. I know people that will do this. They'll come to church. They're not involved in anything, and they'll criticize everything. If you are not part of the solution, guess what? You're probably part of the problem. Amen. So let me encourage you tonight to jump on board with encouragement. If you don't, you know, my grandma used to put it this way. You don't have anything nice to say. You probably shouldn't say anything. If you don't have anything that can be beneficial and help, if you don't have a solution, If you're not willing to be a part of the solution, then then truth be told, we ought to just silence it down because we've got to have an atmosphere of encouragement. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 proceeds to continue on with what we're talking about here tonight. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying or building up that it may minister grace to the hearers. Some people talk because they like the sound of their own voice, and they'll say they'll say anything because it sounds good. Uh, you, and I've talked about it a little bit last week. You got to be careful uh, uh, if you if you have the disposition of a pilot. You don't got to befriend Herod's. Where when it comes to getting against Jesus, people start making alliances, and the only time that they can talk is when they're talking bad about the church or they're talking bad about one another. If gossip is your is your is your uh, operating system amen we need to get an upgrade hallelujah if if talking negatively is your operating system we need an upgrade if if criticizing is your operating system we need an upgrade hallelujah no corrupt communication should be proceeding out of our mouth if it is not building up if it is not trying to encourage the right things guess what it's got to go As the church, 99% of what we do is verbal communication. I know that in church we like to shout, jump, run, hallelujah, that's good. But as Christians, often what we are doing is we are communicating. The great commission is, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Amen. We've got to teach, which is to talk, to communicate. Amen. We communicate verbally. We communicate non-verbally. Amen. But we we can't have, amen, James would talk about that out of the uh, the same waters, amen. Can you have bitter and sweet out of the same well? And he said no, because it would corrupt the whole well. And he says the same way it is with the tongue. We can't have one communication coming out on Monday and another communication coming out on Sunday. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then somebody cuts us off in traffic and some other things come out. We can't have that. No corrupt communication. The same thing's true when you love, when you're having a great church service or you're having a great time with your brother or sister in the church and you're just like excited and then the next week they step on your toes and now you just want to run them down. That's not the will of God. We've got to use our words correctly. We've got to use our words to build up, not to tear down. We've got to to take every opportunity we can when we come together to build one another up in the faith. We are living in a world that is trying to steal faith destroy faith it wants to rip faith out of every individual uh it wants to rip the faith of god it wants to rip the faith of god's word it wants to rip the faith of prayer it wants to rip the faith even in humanity but we can't allow that to creep into the church we've got to keep our faith amen we got to build up our most holy faith praying in the holy ghost and somebody said amen hebrews chapter 10 in verse 24 i am i am going through this rather rapidly tonight Hebrews chapter 10 and 24 in this atmosphere of encouragement. I'm going to read this out of the ESV. Again, I don't typically do that, but tonight I'm going to. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We've got to stir up, provoke. We've got to encourage one another to love, to good works, we've got to take every opportunity to encourage people to come to the house of God. Amen. As I just stated, this world is full of is full of doubt. It's full of hate. It's full of all sorts of things, and and we need people to know that when they need encouragement, they can come to the house of God. Amen. The house of God is not is not a place, uh, amen, where people people should leave. Uh, With their head hanging down Because man, everybody's mean to me They should leave thinking Man, I can't wait to come back I can't wait to go back to church And we ought to encourage somebody Now if you see somebody missing from service for a while uh, Why don't you send them a nice encouraging text Hey brother, I've been missing you Sis, I've been missing you My wife and I went to Target the other day and It's my wife's favorite place in the world But uh, good old Target And uh, we saw somebody Hadn't been to church in a while and he uh, said, hey, it's so good to see you. And, uh, and oh, well, I've been sick, and I got the, immediately wanted to tell me all the re And I, I didn't even ask the reason why they hadn't been in church. And I just said, hey, well, just so you know, we love you. We're praying for you. And we'd love to have you at the house of God. And, uh, and, and what was I doing? I was encouraging her. I, you know, there's a lot of people that want to get out a baseball bat and send Donnie and Guido over and start breaking kneecaps. You ain't at church. No, no, just encourage them. Hey, God's got good things for you. Man, you should have you been at church. I was talking to the barista today. And oh, how, how is church? Oh, you missed out. Ain't never been to our church before. You missed out on a powerful service. Amen. I, what am I doing? I'm encouraging her to come to the house of God. I'm letting her see that the atmosphere of the church before you even step through the doors is encouragement oh, well, well, what about what about this Sunday? I said, oh, you don't want to miss this Sunday. I feel like I got something exciting to preach, and I started telling her about it. And I said, well, you should come to the house of God, and I started encouraging her. Well, if we'll do that for the world, we ought to do that for one another, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter, uh, you don't have to turn there, but 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, the Bible tells us that David is about to be stoned because everything's been taken from him at Ziklag and he, he everybody's getting ready to come against him and as a leader the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord David could have given up he could have quit it he could have quit everything he could have said I, I'm not even gonna try I'm just I'm just gonna get I'm allowing myself to get discouraged and I'm just gonna give up on everything but David had enough sense as a leader to encourage himself in the Lord And then from that point, he went out and began to encourage his soldiers. Can I tell you that there will be times, amen, to keep the atmosphere of encouragement that you're going to have to find yourself a place of prayer. You're going to have to stir up the gift that is inside of you that was given to you by God. There may not be a choir behind you singing, nobody patting on you on the back, but you got to hit your knees and say, God, uh, you've been too good to me. Come on, God, you got to rehearse. I remember when there was a lion and a bear, but the Lord delivered me out. I remember when I was standing before a giant by the name of Goliath, but God delivered me out of his hand. I remember when I was surrounded. Come on, you got you to gotta begin to encourage yourself. God's been good. Hallelujah. Somebody just give God some praise. Hallelujah. But David, you can't stop at encouraging yourself. Some people think, well, I just go have church by myself. And I understand that sometimes you have to have that tenacity, but don't just have church by yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord and find somebody else that you can say, hey, let me tell you about some things God's been doing in my life. And begin to encourage one another. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 35 and verse number two, the Bible says that Josiah encouraged the priests encourage the ministry to do the will of god you it's it's never it's never a good thing to discourage those that are trying to do something for god they may be a million miles from it well i you know you can have somebody walk in the church they got a pack of cigarettes i'll never forget my home church this lady walked in had a pack of cigarettes in her in her in her little shirt pocket and and she said i'm called to be a missionary and you know what my pastor said you devil you got to get rid of sin. No. He said, awesome. Praise God. You know why? He was trying to encourage the right things. Don't worry about all those things. You know, there's people that are going to come to the church. They're not going to have everything together. Listen, let God get them in the boat. And let God clean the fish that get in the boat. And let God use the fish that get in the boat. And let's keep our hands off. Don't discourage people from doing the will of God. If you've got a kid and they feel called to ministry, praise God. The Bible says it's a good thing to desire the office of a bishop. If they desire it, praise God. You can't do X, Y, and Z. Don't discourage them from doing anything for God. There's a world out there that will throw up every roadblock in the church. There's an atmosphere that says if God called you, you can do it. Somebody give God praise. If God called you, he anointed you, you're going to be able and more than able. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 28, the Bible lets us know that God encouraged Moses to go and encourage Joshua to move forward into the promised land. Amen. It is always, if God is, is moving on you to encourage somebody, don't reserve that. If God encourages you in a service to go up behind somebody or go up next to somebody and pray with them and give them a word of encouragement, I'm not talking about a word of direction where you're going to come by and prophesy over their life and and tell them, hey, you know what, you need to go play, play the scratch off and win $10 billion. And No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you see somebody going through a hard time and you feel it in your spirit to walk over and encourage them. Do it. Praise God. Amen. We've got to be willing to encourage the next generation to continue to move forward. You see somebody slipping, encourage them. Don't go backwards. Go forward. You see somebody walking out or or leaving the church or starting to make their way out, don't encourage them in in that bad behavior. Encourage them. Come to church. Come on. Let's let's pray. Amen. (laughs) Psalms chapter 22. There's another way of encouraging, and that is to testify. Psalms 22 and verse 22, David said, "I will declare your name unto my brethren; in the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee." Psalms chapter 66 verse 16, the Bible says, "Come and hear, all you that fear the Lord, fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul." Psalms chapter 107. Verses 1 through 2. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Has anybody ever had God deliver you? Has God ever redeemed your life, redeemed your family? The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord begin to say so. Begin to cry it out and let everybody know what God has done for you. Psalms chapter 71, verse 14, but I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. I'm not complaining. I'm not gossiping. I'm not talking about all sorts of other junk. No, I'm going to praise God of my salvation all day long, for I know not the numbers of the times that you've delivered me, God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to everyone that is to come. David is saying here, I have testified of God in my youth, and now, can I help some folks that are a little bit older in age, and now that I'm old, he is praying, God, don't let me die until I have shown this generation how good God has been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got some wonderful elders in the church, and I don't want them to leave this earth until they show this generation and tell this generation how good God's. Oh, somebody praise them all across this building. Come on. Somebody lift up your voice. Has God been good to you? Hallelujah. God, you've been too good. You've been too good. Hallelujah. We've got to allow, amen, those that are young, to experience and encounter how good God's been so they can tell their generation how good God's been. But we also need a connection to the previous generation that says, don't worry, uh, God's been good and God will get you through it. I thank God for each and every single one of our elders that have lived and survived in this faith and perpetuated the gospel so that we can come into a house of God like this tonight. Amen. And we can serve the good God that they served. Amen. Amen just a couple verses left, and we'll be done here tonight. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. There's nothing like one generation testifying to another generation the good things of God. It brings encouragement. Amen. Revelations chapter 12 and 11. And they overcame him, the accuser of the brethren, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Can I tell you that your testimony will help you overcome? It is people that forget what God has done for them that go back into the world. Hallelujah. It's people that have forgotten that they were purged from their old ways, their old sins that go back to the very things God pulled them out of. But that's why you've got to rehearse it to yourself what God has done for you. But also, please go tell somebody else. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. We've got to we've got to allow our testimony to be perpetuated. Amen. Not just in the building, one generation to another, but you've got to let your testimony be known to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors. Amen. Uh, one of the greatest evangelism tactics is, is not putting up picket signs like some would think, but it's simply telling your coworker on the job what good things God's done for you. And sometimes the greatest way to win victories and to win battles is amen, is to remind yourself what good things God has done. You can overcome through a testimony, amen. You can help somebody else overcome through a testimony. You could be somebody who's been through the struggle and you come in contact with somebody who's currently struggling and you can begin to testify to them about how good God's been. Well, well, right now I'm broke. I lost my job. This is going on. And you can begin to tell them, let me tell you about what happened when I lost my job and I thought everything was going to go down. But I begin to pray. We need, we need some testimony testifiers, amen, in the house of God to begin to let that testimony rise out of your mouth and begin to tell them. Hallelujah. It goes towards the atmosphere of encouragement Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always For all things unto God and to the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Encouragement can come from speaking about the things of God, singing about the things of God, worshiping God. Amen. It can also come by being thankful and being grateful of all the things that God has done, being thankful in all things. Amen. He said that that you got to be thankful. It's melodies that are in your heart. But you better believe that those melodies in your heart and those songs in your heart of what God has done for you, the internal will always manifest its way to the external. Amen. This, 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 this song of praise, this song of worship, it will always manifest in the life of an individual by a word called gratitude. When people stop praising God, they lose their gratitude. When people stop singing songs of praise that God brought them out, they start thinking, man, I wish I had leeks and garlics of Egypt. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody worship him for just a moment. When people lose that song of worship, they lose that gratitude that God's been too good to me. I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to manifest a spirit of gratitude, and that spirit of gratitude will help us with our atmosphere. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, I'm going through a hard time. Be thankful for every good time. Well, God, I'm sick in my body, and I don't really feel very grateful right now. Give thanks in all things. Well, preacher, I don't know what the will of God is. I'll tell you what the will of God is. To let gratitude flow out of your uh, out of your mouth, out of your spirit, no matter what. Oh, somebody praise him. Why don't we give God a shout of thanksgiving and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. I'm done teaching. Lift up your hands in your voice and begin to let gratitude flow.